Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Conversations with Carol. I'm outside of the studio today and I wanted to welcome you guys to ZWF Miami. It's a zoo that's down here that I'm a volunteer of. And I want to introduce Maria, who's the owner, and get her insights here. So let's go. I know we're here at your beautiful fountain and you had a story behind this. Could you kind of explain it to me a little bit? Well, our story was when I first envisioned this, this property, I fell in love with the location. And I always wanted to be um, a park where all visions of life can come and see it. If you're not in Africa, the Amazon, you can actually be here mm -hmm. and see it. And when I saw it, I said, I'm going to make a pond when you actually wake up in the morning, you can hear the sound of the, of the water, I like that. the waterfall and the landscape. And it makes you as, as if you're you're escaping for the actual daily routine of mm. life, you know? I like it. And that's the idea. I definitely like it. So this is like my focal point when you come in. You're property. here and you just relax and, and just meditate relax. and get you're yourself going ready. I like it. Now, is there any plans to expand for to roam around and actually have a bigger That's my experience. other dream. That's, that's my other vision yeah. that I have. Uh -huh. That actually you can, you can actually have a safari experience mm -hmm. and actually you can go with a, the excursion I ride like and that. you can see the, the rhinos, the giraffes. The rhinos. Without, without actually a habitat. Yeah. You know. Uh, when is that? When are you thinking about? Uh, 2022, 2023. We're in Right around the corner. Well, That's good. You, you know. start with first Nabani's cage and then it's expanding well, after expanding. that. I like that. Because then you're able to take on more animals and you're able to explain. Because a lot of people don't understand because I guess from just the shows that have been out there from, I don't want to name names, but the ones that are, they show them abusing animals and only treating animals for just show, you come in here and you've created habitats for each animal individually for them to feel comfortable. And that's what you're going to continue to do when you expand and let them roam around. And I don't think enough people see that because it's been such a bad rap for people like yourself that are really trying to help these animals and keep them in a safe environment. So I think what you guys are really doing is it's important and it needs to be talked about more. Yes, you got celebrities that come through and all that stuff, but the reason behind this is to give them a safe haven, just a like safe you would haven a at the end of the day. And we actually breathe and live these animals on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And what we do, we love and we, we enjoy and we want to share this with everybody yeah. around the world and to get this experience. Because at the end of the day, they need to be knowledgeable about the animals, educated about the animals. And realizing that at one point these animals are not going to be actually in the wild, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the idea. I like that. So they can live the rest of their lives happy. So for people that want to give back, want to help out, where should they go to donate, to continue to have this place expand, to continue to have this place open, to continue to feed the animals that are here? Well, they can go to ZWFMiami.com. Um, they, can, they can call 305-969-3696 or they can actually email info at cwsmiami.com and they can get all the information they need. And we also have a section in our website, donate. So when you go to cwsmiami.com, you can go to that no donate section and actually you can donate there and okay. contribute. I like that. Or when you do actually the experience at the, same, at the time that you come and actually have this experience, a one, a one in a lifetime experience, you can actually at that point ask questions. Okay. And and if you feel that you're okay contributing at that point, you know, that can happen. Yeah, so kind of just explain to me the reason behind ZWF and what your vision was before you even decided to put up the cages, put up the plants, 
Like, what did you have in mind once you saw this piece of land? Well, started. Um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a person. I'm a very creative person. I'm a dreamer, mm -hmm. and. My father, from a very young age, we used to watch Mutual of Omaha when we were little. And I would always tell my dad, I want to go to Africa one day and I want to see the animals. And I'm, one day I'm going to have a park. And he kept looking at me and laughing. And he goes, well, you need to live your dreams and you need to think big. And he always, he's like my idol. He taught me to always be, do, follow your heart, follow your dreams, mm -hmm. and do what you think is right for you. Mm -hmm. So I worked for corporate for many years. But I wasn't happy, there was something missing. And I always wanted to have my own business because of my creative side. So along with my business partner, Mario, um, we met and this actually, we started the discussions and this came to life and we were looking for properties. Mm -hmm. And at that point when I saw this property, I said, this is it. Yeah. So at that point, I started envisioning um, and getting the ideas we purchased the property, and from there, this actually came to life, mm -hmm. you know? I like started, it. We, it started with three animals. It started with Gypsy, okay. our, our leopard. Okay. They used to stay with us. Uh -huh. Hotels. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then it started with Panchito, or black and white capuchin, and then it started, and then the third animal was actually Ying, a white-handed gibbon. Oh, okay. So I would say it was like Noah's Ark. <laughs> I see it. No, my question is, because... I'm always a fan of the lions. That's why I volunteer because I wanted to feed the lions. Right. How were you able to, when did it happen when you got your first lion and then you knew well, there, like, look, we got to get Actually, your first lion started because someone purchased an illegal animal uh -huh. and actually Fish and Wildlife and USA came to us. Okay. And they said, well, we have this person that has a lion and we want to place them. And, you know, we know that you guys are doing a good thing. Mm -hmm. So then that's how we started. And that actually that person helped us to be able to build the first habitat. Okay. And that's how it started. Okay. And then from there we, you know, we started working with other zoos like us. Do not to inbreed um, animals. We started acquiring those felines. Okay. And yeah, I, I love. And, I'm always about lions. And no. gypsy was actually a first feline. It and was then, your first and one. And then the lion, yes. Okay. And then we brought animals, um, actually to to actually avoid can hunting from Africa. Uh -huh. Our first white, white lions, we brought them. I think with everything that's going on in the world, so many people forget that we have these, these animals here that are beautiful when you look at them, but not everybody knows exactly how in danger they are. So is that something that you guys are always constantly trying to remind people about? When actually our clients come inside the door, we try to, our, our basically, our basic is educational. Mm -hmm teach them educational, fun facts about the animals. But the main thing is to teach them these animals are not pets. These animals are wild animals. And they, a place like ours is where they have to be. Mm -hmm. So they can actually come and experience it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and see what we can, and, and see how they live. Yeah, I like and that. Eventually at that. And eventually 50 years, 60 years from now, these animals won't be in, in the wild because of the forestation, what's going on, you know, the mm -hmm. population. So in captivity they will last longer mm -hmm. and these animals can't go back to the wild because they wouldn't survive they don't know how to survive yeah too many years in captivity okay i live in the zoo <laughs> so this that's yeah, people my don't home. know that her house is I right here i live in here. the zoo like the movie yes 
And I get to, to hear the sounds of the roaring of the animals in the morning, the sounds when they're breeding, the sounds when they're, they're communicating with other animals, you when they're upset. everything. So I hear everything. <laughs> but this is like the main focal point. When people come in to do the generals, they come through here. Uh -huh. And that's how they start their tours. Okay. Through here. And then they go, that area of the property is the event area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to build a place where families can ex families can come and experience this beautiful gem, I would say, in Miami. Mm -hmm. So actually, you get to so see the animals so close and personal, but at the same time, if you want to host an event, a birthday, milestones, weddings, you can actually do it here. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you were talking about the tours that you just started to do, and I know you have. You've had a bunch of celebrities that have come through, yes. that have come here and participated, whether it's been with Limbani or it's fed the lions. How important is that to the zoo to create the tours and understand how fun this experience is by allowing people to come in here and share the same experience that you have with these animals on a daily basis? Actually, it's very important because we actually have different programs that we offer. We mm -hmm. offer the one hour, the ZWF presentation, which is a two hour, the special. And then we have the encounters with the felines, with the sloth, with the owls, with the primates, and we have the ultimate, which is the CWF wildlife, um, the jungle experience. Mm -hmm. That's the five-hour experience. And here we have uh, our bay, our two-toed sloth. They come from the Amazons, Ghana, Guyana, and we had a baby that was born here. Actually, it was one of our second babies that was born here, mm -hmm. and her name and the baby's name is Coco. Oh, okay. So Coco is in there. I don't know if you can see right there. I do see. And that's just one of my favorite animals. Why is it your favorite? Because they are kind of prehistoric. Mm -hmm. They're so ugly that they're beautiful <laughs> and they're so slow, but it's some the uniqueness about them. Uh-huh. You know? And they actually if you carry them, they hug you. And the way they the face is like a ba a beautiful face, but it's like I say, they're nice. so ugly yeah. that they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, nope. they can stay there forever. And right. actually, if they pass away, they stay hanging, you really? know? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. What else is your other favorite animal here besides the sloth? Well, uh, as Limbani is one of my favorites. Well, my all-time favorite. Yeah. Limbani, Limbani, my baby. Um, then I love, I'm a primate person, so I love the gibbons. Anything to do with the capuchins are my favorite. Uh -huh. Those are one of our, our actually breeding projects that we started are Brazilian Tata Capuchin, mm -hmm. Delilah and Didi. Mm -hmm. uh, those were the first. I think I, did I hold one of those last year? Was the baby, the somebody baby? hold the baby from the baby, Delilah right? and Didi, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now what, why, why is it the primates? Is it um, because they're almost? Because they're, they're almost human. Yeah. Um, and because they're so smart. Mm -hmm. Like, like um, the Tata Capuchins, you actually, they can, you can teach them and they can help um, they're basically like working, working primates. They help the elderly. They can turn uh, the lights. They can turn yeah. on microwaves. They can turn pages. They're they very smart. That. And there are schools to train them. Do you guys do that here? Or no, no, we don't. We don't do that I here. don't believe in. I don't believe in, in um, in training our animals. I believe in the educa educational portion of the animals. Okay. And the fun facts, and the things they do, the cuteness that they do naturally. But I don't believe in. in and teaching them, mm -hmm. you know, our, the, our, our animals are, are intact. We yeah. don't remove anything from our animals you. at all. So you don't want to create a circus. You I don't want to create a circus at all here. Yeah. I respect it's, What you see is what you get. I like it. I like it.
Let's see your face. Yeah, you know, I like the lions. I'm, <laughs> I we love have the, the lions. lions. I can sit there and watch them every day. If you put a bench right out front of we the cage. We actually have the, the tug of war experience. I don't know if you've done the tug of war I haven't done it yet. I need to do you it. You have to do that experience. I need to do it. I've seen a bunch of yes. people do it and they failed. Yeah. You actually experience the power between a human and a and actually a feline. Is it strong? They probably it's just strong. do it effortlessly. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we here we have our white lions that we save from can hunting. Uh -huh. We have a regular standard lion and we have our tie liger. She's the boss right now. Yes. Now how are you able to have them? So obviously they, they've come from different packs. How are they all able to be together? Is it just natural from them? In it's their natural habitat? for them. It's natural for them. I mean, they grow up together as babies, mm -hmm. so they're they're comfortable with each other. And as you see, they give their space. Yeah, I do see that. They're all spread you out. You know, they have their moments when they argue, yeah. <laughs> but they keep their space and it works in harmony, you know? How are you able to tell, like you said, those days where they're just, you don't want to mess with them. How are you able to know that? It's just how you well, look at them? Well, um, as soon as you start working with them, it they start hissing. Oh. They'll, they'll let you know. Okay. It's not a good day today. I know. <laughs> Stay away, oh, you know. Man. But usually, normally, they're very. They come to you and they want to be pet and mm -hmm. they want to be talked to. So they really just act like pets, but they're just bigger. Basically. Yes, but you always have to remember these are wild yeah. animals, and you always have to be very careful when you work with them. Yeah, the, the ideas behind the different habitats is obviously. Just looking around here, each one is different, especially with the lines back here. What gave you the idea to... Well, we wanted to make um, a safe haven for them. We wanted to make them feel very comfortable. So we started working with other zoos and getting ideas how to build the habitats and with the USDA, mm -hmm. the proper caging mm -hmm. measurements that we needed. Mm -hmm. And we actually took a trip to Africa oh, with my business okay. partner. We got ideas oh. and we, you know, we st I started envisioning how I wanted things. And that's how it started. Okay. And eventually this is... a. The enclosure that we're going to build for Lembani. It's going to be this but it's, big? It's going to be this big, but taller because we have to close um, the actual roof so for Lembani yeah. and change and change the the actual fencing of it uh -huh. to, me, to make it stronger for him. Okay. It will move them to another location in the property. And you'll put him here. right here. This will be his, his home. I think that's good for him. He's obviously, he's... He's grown. He's grown since the last time I've, saw, I've seen he's him. He's actually four, four and a half now. Yeah, he's, man, from the, I saw him when he, he just turned three. He's actually was born the day of my birthday. Oh, really? He's an August so that's baby, why he's special. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> so why he's, he's very, very special. Now with him, what was the connection? Because I know it's very strong, and, I, and he's one of the focal points of the zoo. What makes him so special? Because people outside don't really know. They just see a monkey, and that's it. What is the connection with you and him, and why is that connection, other than the birthday, been so strong, and, and him being the focal point behind the zoo? Well, we had um, we always we love exotics and we love animals, and this has been our we we this is what we do every day, mm -hmm. um, Mario and myself, and we this is one one of our, our dreams to make it possible, and um, we had a great um, contributor of ours that believe in our cause mm. and she made that happen for us and you know we we promised that this would be a safe haven for Lembani mm -hmm. when we got Lembani Lembani was was sick mm -hmm. and I was the one that picked up Lembani mm -hmm. from day one so Lembani sees me as I'm the surrogate mom okay. 
So I'm always making sure that everybody is well taken care of. Yeah. That he has that one-on-one -on -one interaction with me and with my staff. And eventually we want to be able to find a female for Lembani so Lembani is not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's another project that we have working, nice. we're working on. Nice. And, um, cool. and we're trying to save, save the animals, you mm -hmm. know, from extinction. Yeah. You know, some people don't believe in that, but, or believe in our cause, but exactly this is what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, you see it, when, like you said, once you get past these gates, you definitely see how you guys take care of these animals and how it's not just a show for money. Cause not once have I talked to you, we've, we've, other than donations, have you talked about you making any money? It's been strictly for the animals and giving them the safe haven that they deserve because you know, these things are, they're exotic. It's not something that you see every day. It's not something that you can just walk outside and, and it's not very, alive. And it's not, it is very expensive to maintain the animals, mm -hmm. the medical, you know, the, the, the actual keeping up upkeeping of the of them mm -hmm. in the park itself you know that's but, really but we guys. do it because we love yeah and exactly. we do it for them exactly okay, that's their calling but he's actually the leader of the pack he is right there <laughs> Jeez. Our baby, yeah. yeah. This is huge. Yeah. And actually, and this is the best time when sundown comes mm -hmm. because now the animals come to life. Gotcha. At this point, this is, if you were this in the wild, this is it. You, you would know? hear that the whole this time. You heal the communication between them. Is that what you heard when you went to Africa? You just, once yes. everything went down, you just in your mind this is how you pictured early morning 6 a.m 7 mm -hmm. and then then you have when the nightfall comes out like this time mm -hmm. you start seeing the animals and they start hunting for food and you know <laughs> they walk into malamala the south of africa <laughs> so here is our dinner for limbani tonight and this is a lentil pasta um, we have broccoli, we have asparagus, we have carrots, and we have a little bit of mushrooms. Does he eat this every night? We try to give him the regular food that he has to have, the monkey shop, but we try to give him as a treat. Oh, okay. So he learns the different textures gotcha. and flavors. Here comes the man in now, the what was, how, how did you come up with this combination of spaghetti and lentil and broccoli? Well, I'm, I like to eat very healthy and uh -huh. organic, so, and the same the animals, so I think this is something that we can both share that this, you know, I actually <laughs> also taste this food, you know. Oh, you do? Yeah. We're going, we're going, Papi. My Bonnie, you over here eating better than me, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, he wants, <laughs> he likes the pasta. I see, dope. I see. Don't care about no fork, no spoon, no nothing. Oh. You see, he's happy when he does this. We're part of his family. So this is the crew. <laughs> oh yeah. This actually was the first habitat. This one. Oh, this was the first one. Okay. <laughs> now where where do I hold this? Okay, behind the knot. 
I need traction. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a good one. He knows the rules, so the only way that you win is if you get this rope completely out and away from it. So once he gets to that knot, so once he gets to the knot, then I can pull. I would pull before that if I were you. Oh, so it's a happy medium. No, no. Let's go. Has anybody won? You You ain't never seen. Oh no. I'm winning though, right? I'm winning though. Y'all see this? Ooh. Ooh. All right. We both need a break right now. Oh, good. Nope. I'm pulling. Okay. Yeah, she ain't going nowhere, just like us. Or she just playing. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to have to let go here. Bring it back. See my hands? Yeah, she ain't. She ain't. Oh, yeah. How? You saw me pull. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, my God. Jesus. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. My book, it's up to you. It's out now. Go ahead and click the link in the description. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.